At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hey, it's Dan Leach. Be sure to check out my podcast, the Detroit CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angle for all the Detroit teams and the Michigan Wolverines and Michigan State Spartans as well. If you're from Detroit or a fan of any of the Detroit or college teams in the Michigan area and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So please subscribe, follow, and listen to the Detroit CityCast on Apple Podcasts Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. What's going on? Welcome in. It's Wild Wednesday here on the Detroit City Cast. We're getting closer to the weekend Lions and Vikings, Michigan State and Rackers, and of course the Wolverines under the lights in Omaha against Nebraska. Should be a huge football weekend as we're here on this hump day inching ever so close to what we all love the football getting back again how about the Boston last night though I told you I was leaning Boston and they got by the Yankees maybe the Yankees will learn now, I know it's worked for other teams like Boston and San Francisco and the Dodgers but when the Yankees have one of the highest payrolls or the highest payroll they don't win titles they have one title in 20 years and trying to buy championships does not work for those Yankees that's why I was all on Baston. Uh, tonight's game, different kind of feel. It's a big line. Uh, you know, when you look right now at Bet Rivers, the Dodgers are a pretty big favorite, minus 230, plus 190 on the comeback. And uh, they're minus 1.5, minus 109 on the run line are the Dodgers and the Cardinals, plus 1.5, minus 112, a total over 7.5. I, I don't have a play on this game. I mean, I think the Dodgers are going to win. But I'm not laying 230. I'm not laying one and a half because it's a playoff game. So I think the Dodgers get it, get it done. 
But if they lose, it's a 100-win team that would not get to the divisional round. That's crazy. But let's take a look at the Motown betting window. And coming up in just a few is my man, the Detroit legend, Terry Foster. We'll talk some Lions. We'll talk some Wolverines, a little Spartans as well. Uh, but right now at Bet Rivers, as a look, uh, taking a look at the, the Motown betting window, you got the Lions and Vikings coming up on Sunday. And currently right now, it's back up to 8.5 at Bet Rivers. The Vikes minus 8.5. It was it opened eight and a half, went down to seven and a half yesterday uh, on Tuesday, and now on Wednesday it is Vikes minus eight and a half, minus one ten each way. Vikes money line minus three eighty five, Lions plus three twenty, and the total at forty nine. I know when I was on with my man Danny Burke from Rush Hour on Vsin, he liked the over in a sloppy kind of game. I like the under, and I, I know the Vikes have scored points at times and scored over thirty against the Cardinals in that close loss. But last week at home against Cleveland, I know Cleveland's got a good defense. They scored seven points at home. And the Vikes' offense is inconsistent, and the Lions' offense is inconsistent. It doesn't have a ton of weapons or depth. I mean, obviously they have Hawkinson and Swift, who's still banged up, and Jamal Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown and some others. But they're not an explosive offense by any means. I think that's going to be under the total. No uh, feel on, on the, the line right now. I like it at 8.5 because it's a lot of points. It's not a solid play. But I definitely lean taking the Lions plus the 8.5. But I'll see if I feel differently as the week goes on. If it maybe gets to 9.5 or dare I say 10, which I doubt it will. Then I'm definitely going to lean Lions. But right now, no play on the Lions-Vikings. I'm I'm feeling like it's going to be within a touchdown or so. But you just can't trust Detroit right now uh, with their lack of depth in so many different places. Uh, When you look at the Wolverines and the Spartans, let's start with Michigan State. Minus minus 5.5 right now. It's kind of stuck around 5 Five and a half at Bent Rivers, minus 109 for Michigan State. Uh, Rutgers plus five and a half, plus one, uh, minus 112. Moneyline MSU minus 225. And Rutgers plus 175. The total has been sticking right around 50 at Bent Rivers. Uh, I, I, this is not another game where I think Michigan State is going to win. But this is like a Greg Schiano special. Michigan State not looking ahead to Michigan, of course, which would be in a couple weeks anyway. But this could be a really tight game. They found their way to uh, a way to get past Nebraska. I think Nebraska should have won that game. Nebraska is a better team overall with a better defense and quarterback than Rutgers has. But Shiano's a great defensive mind. This Rutgers team does have a lot more talent than they usually do. And I think this game is going to fall within that five and a half points, as I as I call it on a Wednesday right now. But I I don't think there's much value either side. I think the line is kind of where it should be, maybe even a little higher in Sp- in Sparty's favor, but. This is a Rutgers team that can hang in that game. You saw what they did against Michigan in the second half. So it's a no play right now for me. And then when it comes to Michigan, under the lights against Nebraska, the 7.30 start on ABC. Those are always fun games, uh, especially if your team is playing in it. Line still minus 3.5 at Bet Rivers for Michigan, minus 109. Nebraska plus three and a half minus 112. The money line for Michigan minus 167. Nebraska plus a buck 38. The total uh, over 50 and a half minus 112. Under 50 and a half minus 109. And this I do have a feel for. I thought this line would be seven. I'm really pretty darn good with guessing what line should be and will be. And I thought this would be a seven point spread. It's not. It opened, you know, there were some places that opened it, you know, closer to one or two for the Wolverines. Immediately bet up. To three, three and a half. Now you got that minus three and a hook. I'm, I'm definitely laying the wood on Michigan in this game. I think Nebraska, as I mentioned, definitely has some talent. They're in desperation mode for Scott Frost in this probably final year for him. They hung in with Michigan State. They hung in with Oklahoma. Adrian Martinez is an elusive quarterback that can run and can pass. But for me, I think Michigan has too many weapons. 
The defense is too good. They're coming off a huge win against Wisconsin, whether Wisconsin is good or not. It's a, 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 a team they hadn't beaten in Madison since 2001. Michigan is still the first team in this century in the FBS to open up 5-0, and never trail, and have one or zero turnovers. That is a crazy stat, and I'm going to keep throwing it at you because that means all those previous national champions the last 20 years, none of them had that. And Michigan, I think, wins this one. I'm not going to say going away. It's going to be a tricky game, as it always is to go on the road at Nebraska when they're a relatively decent team, which they are. But I think in the end, Michigan's offense will be too much. The running game will be too much. And the defense will make a couple big plays uh, to get the ball back in their favor. I think Michigan wins this by 7-10. to 10. Uh, So I'm definitely laying the 3.5. Don't mind the hook at all. And I'll probably have the money line involved in some parlays as well. So let's look at your Motown betting window. We're going to get right with my man, the great Terry Foster, longtime Detroit News columnist. He's covered every team, get his thoughts on the lines through a quarter of the season, and Michigan and Michigan State. And does he think those two teams will be undefeated come October 30th, All Hallows Eve Eve, uh, at Spartan Stadium? Win your share of $1 million with the Bet Rivers Beat the Spread Challenge. When you bet on pro football games at Bet Rivers this season, you can win weekly and season-long prizes. Every time you beat the spread, you'll earn points and move your way up the leaderboard toward the top prizes. Every game gives you another chance to win. Download the Bet Rivers app today or go to BetRivers.com and start winning. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. Hey, it's Dan Leach. Be sure to check out my podcast, The Detroit CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angle for all the Detroit teams and the Michigan Wolverines and Michigan State Spartans as well. If you're from Detroit or a fan of any of the Detroit or college teams in the Michigan area and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So please subscribe, follow, and listen to the Detroit CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And here he is, Detroit royalty, one of my all-time favorite humans, as well as professionals. Uh, I know some might not be able to see the video part of this, but he's got the big Central Michigan flag. And I believe that's, is that a Central Michigan, like, kind of Notre Dame knockoff hat that you're wearing right now? No, this is, you know, all the Pac-10 schools have this hat. It's uh, it's supposed to be good luck. It's a um, four-leaf clover. This one is from Arizona State. It looks like a Central Michigan four-leaf clover. I mean, yeah, I know somebody. I, I was wearing it earlier today, and someone said, "Fire up chips." I'm like, "No, nah, not really." No. Arizona State, but I saw USC has this, Stanford has this, and I saw some other cap. Yeah, it looks like, like it's the Pac-10 is doing it. You're like, "Fire up, uh, fire up, Arizona State." Uh, Terry, it's great to be with you as always. How you? How's everything going? I mean, we got a lot to get to, but. I always want to check in on you being one of my favorite people, how you are. I'm doing good. Uh, everything is straight. Um, I guess, uh, you know, there's no kids in the house now. They're adults. So uh, that's all right. Just that's got to be a weird, I mean, after the, the amazing job that you have done, that has got to be weird, though, for you and the, and the great wife, Abs, to not have any kids around after, what, 18 years of having kids around. Right. And Celine is now in her first apartment. She's graduated from school. And B is a sophomore, and he's living in the dorm. So, And he's loving Michigan State, so I'm happy for him. Well, he must be loving Michigan. We're going to get into Michigan State in a minute. He must be loving the football team as well. But I wanted to start with the Lions team, man. And we had such a great uh, you know, chat with you before the season started and kind of 
uh, you know, what this team is trying to do, what you have felt they've done differently in all the years you've covered them, that, you know, getting the outside help, hiring Brad Holmes, bringing in Dan Campbell, all the things they're trying to do to not be a laughingstock anymore. And I wonder where you're at after this quarter poll. You know, this would be like 40 baseball games or 40 and a half baseball games and 20 basketball or hockey games, or I'm sorry, 20 and a half hockey or basketball games. And of course, the Bears game was disgusting, but competitive against three playoff teams and likely playoff teams in the Ravens and the Niners and the Packers. What do you think so far, uh, notwithstanding some of the awful decisions against Chicago? I am beginning to think, one, uh, Dan Campbell is still the master motivator, but now I'm kind of wondering, does he know what he's doing? Uh, when you know, when the heat of the game is going on, does he know the right moves to make, or is this guy deliberately putting his team in what I would call trying situations right. to see how they respond and to see what they can do when they're really ready to win? My gut feeling is telling me. He may not know what he's doing uh, as far as game day things, particularly in uh, crucial situations. Yeah, and I think you got to look at this too, where, you know, Matt Patricia was garbage. I mean, it was just, I wanted him to be good. We all did. And it just was terrible. I mean, Jim Caldwell had his flaws with some game management issues, but got into the playoffs almost three times in four years. We know Jim Schwartz took an 0 16 team that improved every year. So they went to the playoffs in his third season. But it's, it's obviously too early to say Dan Campbell's going to be great or awful or whatever. But you're right about this. First off, you can't go forward on fourth down 15 different times. Secondly, it seems like the moment of situations get to him a lot in, in these games so far in the very small sample size. That being said, isn't the key, though, and you've seen a lot of coaches come through the Honolulu Blue and Silver, for him to learn from those mistakes, kind of the way Urban Meyer's learning from not getting girls dance on you at bars when you're married, but to learn from these mistakes and then improve on those and rely on your, your coaching staff, guys like Anthony Lynn that have been former head coaches, guys, uh, you know, obviously that have, you know, been around the NFL for a long time and, and are trying to find ways to, you know, improve this franchise as well. There's, there's a long way to go before we have to worry about Dan Campbell not taking the advice of his, his coaching staff, right? Yes. However, there's certain jobs in the United States of America where you don't learn on the job. When you become an <laughs> NFL head coach, you should already know what to do in certain situations. Um, you can't learn on the job. If you are the president of an NFL team, you don't learn on the job. So I am not going to accept that. I think that is ridiculous. Learning on the job, uh, you know, you do that in high school. Maybe right. you do that at Division three college, but I don't want to hear about an NFL head coach, particularly – for the Detroit Lions, learning on the job. Yeah, if, you, if you're going to get named the head coach of the Lions or any NFL team, and Dan Campbell was an interim in Miami, but if you're going to get named a head coach, you, you've got to be ready to be that head coach. Matt Patricia, of course, wasn't. Dan Campbell in a better spot than that, but let's see what happens going forward. You know, and we talked about this when you were on recently, and we always appreciate your time, Terry, and people love hearing you and always love hearing you, and especially when it comes to teams like the Lions because you've been through – all these different changes and you always had this great perspective I felt on, on looking from above and, and, and then obviously looking at really close as well. When you look at where the Lions are at right now, they might not win a game this year. It's item four and 13. They might not win a game, but is it, is it still where the fans need to relax and not worry as much about wins and losses and worry about what this team 
is trying to do to improve, not just in the X's and O's, but bringing the right kind of players in, whether it's through the draft or free agency, you know, identifying the mistakes like we're talking about and getting better at those. What do you think the fans need to focus on? Because there are going to be very few and far wins between this year, if any. I am trying to understand where Detroit Lion fans should be. I think, actually, us in the media have done them a disservice. Every year, you know, in October and November, say, don't worry about the wins and losses. They'll accumulate draft picks, and then hopefully they'll be better down the road. Do you know the last 21 years, how many winning seasons the Lions have had? 21 years, I'm going to say four. You're headed, headed dead on four winning seasons in 21 Disgusting. years. Disgusting. So the Lions have been doing what we've been telling them to do the last 21 years, basically. And, and guess what? The <laughs> roster is still awful. They're still a third or fourth place team. They're nowhere close to uh, making the playoffs, let alone win a playoff game, let alone compete for a Super Bowl. So um, all the Lion fan wants on Sunday, when they get up on Sunday and put on their Honolulu blue and silver grease paint and their uniform, is they want their team to win. Not only their team losing, but they're getting worse. They're not competing um, for a playoff spot. This is, um, these are the dark days, again, of Lions football. And, Dan, let me let me get this one off my chest. I keep reading and hearing from my media brothers and sisters, hey, relax, the Lions are in a rebuild. And I say this, if you're in a rebuild, don't you have to have been something at first? What are they, <laughs> what are they rebuilding? Trash? They, Rebuilding they, since they 1957, right? They, no, they were never built. So what? where's the rebuild, brother? Terry, that is a brilliant point, and, and I'm one of those that you can get mad at because I, you know I'm a huge Lions fan. It's been tough for me to separate right. myself from wanting them to win every week, which I know they're not going to. They're not going to go 0-17, but it's going to be pretty close. And you make a great point because – They've been all those silly shirts, which are true. Rebuilding since '57, the dumpster fire shirts. They have been. So you're right. If if they don't get through this, I guess if we don't want to call it a rebuild, we'll call it a a retooling. Because you're right, they've never been built in the first place. But if they don't get through this and start being competitive, I mean, we're talking 60 plus years. One playoff win. You just mentioned, you know, four winning seasons in 21 years. This century, it's pretty damn tough being a Lions fan, isn't it? Here's what I'll say about the Lions. The glory days of the Lions under the Ford family were the 1990s, right? Yeah. That's when they won their playoff game. That's when they won the division. Yep, I was there. But guess what? The Lions in the 1990s had a losing record. Overall, they were a losing record. They would have the first-place schedule and finish third in the division. They'd have a fourth-place schedule and finish maybe win the division or finish second. But bottom line, the time when we trumpet them as being a great team, they had a losing record with Barry Sanders. And I always like to go back to this. The Lions had Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson for a cumulative 19 years and won one playoff game. They had Indomitian Sue, Matthew Stafford, and Calvin Johnson 
all on the same roster. Couldn't get beyond nine and seven. Never want a playoff game. There is something wrong with the brew here. Yeah, and there's something way wrong with the brew here. And, and boy, <laughs> I just hope they figure it out because I've always loved this team, Terry. And I know you've covered them at, at a very high level for a, a very long time. And you're right. These Lions fans, man, they've had to deal with nonsense. I mean, one of the worst organizations in sports. Well, let's talk about something on the positive end. And I'll just ask you this question flat out because there's a couple weeks to go. Some tricky games in between. But are Michigan and Michigan State going to be undefeated at 7-0 on All Hallows Eve Eve or All Hallows Eve, whatever way you want to look at it? And probably play, if not the biggest Michigan-Michigan State game in my lifetime, pretty darn close? I believe so. But I think Michigan and Michigan State are going to have to be jabbers scared off of them this weekend. Yeah. Um, I think Nebraska and Rutgers, um, poor Nebraska has turned into a program that we no longer respect. We used to respect them, but I think they might be better than we thought they were. Rutgers, I thought they were better too, and they just, you know, I don't know if they laid an egg against Ohio State or what Ohio, what happens with Ohio State and Alabama is right when people start talking about, you know what? You may not be that good. They just turn it on and just flip somebody and beat the hell out of them. And I think yep. that's what happened. Rutgers came in at the wrong time. But I think, you know, Rutgers is another program that we don't respect. When um, when Rutgers is on the schedule, you, you say you should, you should schedule homecoming that weekend. But they might be a pretty good team except against a, a pissed-off Ohio State team. So I think both teams – are going to struggle, but I believe both teams will win, and you will see a showdown where um, both teams are unbeaten. Now, um, here's the thing. You know, you know how we move the goalposts. Oh yeah, always. I, I was told that if Michigan beats Wisconsin, that that is a sign that you know what Michigan is probably legit this year. Now they beat Wisconsin. And now he's well. Wisconsin is no good, and yeah, that's garbage. So we we moved the the goalposts. T- Terry, they're the best rush defense in the country. Well, I'm just telling you what's what's going on out there. So, <laughs> um, and then poor Michigan State, uh, they they get no love. Um, you know, uh, you know, they're running back. That Kevin guy Walker. can play. He's a French Heisman candidate. Yeah, and then. Um, I still hear, well, he hasn't played anybody, and is he really that good? No, that dude can play. He can oh, no. Play. Well, Terry, not only can he play, and you bring up such a great point about both sides of this, and, and I give respect to the Spartans now. I'm a Wolverine fan, but I always give them respect when they deserve it. And on the Michigan side, you know, I, I wanted to, to delve into this for a minute. So all the great things, and you mentioned the Wisconsin take that some had. That's that's silly. People never want to give the, the credit where it's due. A lot of people don't, at least. People like you and I always try to because we're fair about it. Michigan beats Wisconsin first time since 2001. They go 5 and 0 first time since 2016. The first time they won as an FBS underdog since 2015 in Harbaugh's second year, they were the only team in the country in the FBS that had not won as an underdog since 2015. So they knock all that stuff off and they do have a tricky game against Adrian Martinez in Nebraska, but it goes all the way back to what I've been saying for a long time. I know you and I have discussed for a long time. Jim Harbaugh is a good coach. At times he's a great coach. 
But what's the point of him being there now into the seventh season if they can't win the big games? Is Wisconsin a great team like Ohio State or, you know, Georgia or Alabama? No. But it's a tricky place to play, and Michigan won that game going away and looks really good doing it. It's about keeping that going, and in all these big moments, Terry, where maybe Iowa would be an example in 2015, trouble the snap game uh, against Michigan State, the Buckeyes a few years ago when Michigan was a seven-point favorite in Columbus it could have gone to the, the Big Ten title game, and then the playoff if they had beat Northwestern. All those moments, and a lot of those were Don Brown defenses failing, they, they lost them. And to me, if Michigan and Michigan State are undefeated, I know the game's at Spartan Stadium, but if Jim Harbaugh and Michigan, who I believe still have more talent overall than Michigan State, lose that game, it goes right back to my question, and I wanted to see if you feel the same way, that what's the point of Jim Harbaugh being there if all he's going to do is win 8, 9, 10 games, lose bowl games, never go to Indy, never beat Ohio State? What's the point of it then? There is no point. And, um, you know, maybe he's the wrong guy for this job. Now, Michigan is in a tricky situation. Now, most teams in Division I win 10 games, try to win the title, and you know what? We're good with that. Michigan and Ohio State, the only two teams in the Big Ten, their mission statement is different. Their job is to win the Big Ten and to make it to the uh, championship semifinals. That's their season. Pass, fail. Michigan has not done that. Now, if Jim Harbaugh loses to Mel Tucker again, all hell should break loose in Ann Arbor. Yeah, that should be it. Here is a guy who took over a broken program. Mark D'Antonio built it up, and he tore it down. Mel Tucker came in and won one COVID year. He had COVID, and then he said, you know what? Don't like what I see. I'm going to change this whole thing. If he turns around and beats Michigan a second straight time, man, Jim Harbaugh, he he probably should be fired because he's not going to beat Penn State. He's not going to beat Ohio State. That's a three-loss season. He's not going to win the Big Ten this year. Um, If I'm uh, Michigan brass, I'm looking for a new coach. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, for me, and I said, I'll say it again, Harbaugh, what he did at San Diego, what he did at Sanford, what he did at San Francisco, three straight at least NFC title games, he's obviously a good coach and can be a great coach. Beat USC as a 40-point dog. But at Michigan, in all the biggest games, I just mentioned, they had never won as an underdog since 2015. That's ridiculous. It's what, I know for the last couple of years, I've been saying this. I know you've talked about this. And I say, what's the point? You want it to be Kirk Ferentz in Iowa 20 nine years later and all you're excited about is maybe occasionally getting to like a new year six bowl whatever i know you've had a couple good years in Iowa. that's pretty much it but you mentioned that what it's like for ohio state what it would i think it needs to be for michigan with all the talent they have and the recruiting ability and the facilities etc that people have been mad at me saying well who do you want instead of harbaugh and i've given the names like sonny dykes or matt campbell or whoever it is there are so many out there that if they had the facilities and the alumni and the endowment and the stadium that Michigan had, they could probably be doing a better job than Harbaugh. I'm not saying for sure they would, but believe me, I think a lot of coaches for sure would definitely not be 0-5 against Ohio State, would not have won a single game as an underdog since 2015, and definitely would have at least 
not failed in as many games as Harbaugh's teams have in big moments. So that, like you said, for Michigan State, if they play them and you give hats off to Mel Tucker, I still think Michigan's the more talented team, even with Shea, you know, Shea Patterson, even with Cade McNamara not being the greatest, you know, throwing quarterback. He's not turning the ball over, and J.J. McCarthy is the future. But if they lose that game again, I know it's on the road. I think Michigan will be a slight favorite if things keep going the way they are, and they're both 7-0. and But that being said, you can't lose that game. Because they lose, they lost all the other big games, Terry. Yeah, and uh, so you're, you know, when Harbaugh took over, he won 11 games his first year. Yep. Do we even talk about that? No. no. That's a blemish because he lost to Ohio State. Uh, it's a blemish because he loses to Michigan State. It's a blemish because he hasn't competed for a Big Ten title. Um, you know, there's just certain programs that are like that, and Michigan is one of them. Now, part of it is, you know, maybe the arrogance of Michigan fans and the expectations are too high, but they're supposed to be high because this is what this program is supposed to be. And this is why Harbaugh was brought brought here. He was brought here to win Big Ten championships. He wasn't brought here to finish third in the division. He wasn't brought here to win 10 games in a season. He was brought here to win uh, games against Ohio State and Michigan State. Now, um, and we, we, we go back to this rivalry. It's going to go back to Michigan, Ohio State. John Cooper, he had a hell of a run at Ohio State. Yep. Guess what he couldn't do? One night and one against Michigan. Couldn't beat Michigan. And you know what? See ya, you're gone. <laughs> See ya. Nope, that's the case. The that's Yep, you can't. I, it's funny, Terry, before we get out of here, thanks again so much for your time. I'll give all your information in a second. Uh, I was driving back from the, and I never leave games early, but I left this game early because it was disgusting. I think when I left, it was 86 to, to 30 when Michigan lost to the Buckeyes a few years ago. And I sat in the Ohio State student section, and they were up so big they didn't try to beat me up or anything. So it was, I was hiding my Michigan jersey a little bit. And I was listening to the play-by-play team for the Buckeyes radio network. And I, I know it's a former player and a long time, forgetting his name right now, but a long time play-by-play guy. And the, the color analyst who used to play at Ohio State brought up, so... If Urban, if, if Urban Meyer was 0-5 against Jim Harbaugh, what would be uh, the thought there? And he said he'd be gone. So it's it's amazing to see the other side of that. And I know, you know, Cooper, as you mentioned, was really good at Ohio State, and they went to Rose Bowls and stuff, but he was 1-9-1 against Michigan. 0-5 is, to me, worse than 1-9-1 because you, you go 0-5 in this era with all the money that Harbaugh is being paid. It's, it's almost like it just feels like I know Cooper – had done other things. He won a lot more big games than Harbaugh did because Harbaugh has failed in most of those big games when they were underdogs. Actually, all of them except for the Wisconsin game and the one game in 2015. And yet, it's like there's people that think he's safe for years. That mentality's got to change, Terry, and until it does, Michigan will never even be close to Ohio State. Well, the reason they say that is because when Michigan was looking for a football coach, who was the number one guy across the board? Jim Harbaugh. This is our Jesus. And when they hired him, here's what I heard. Hey, Sparty, your run is done. You will never beat (laughs) Michigan again. Michigan is going to win, you know, 40 to 50% of the Big Ten championships. Michigan is going to scare Alabama. This is it. And and so that was the talk. Now, it was probably unfair because, um, you you know, Alabama is is in a – Zone of its own. Ohio State. This isn't the, oh, the Ohio State under Woody uh, Hayes. Urban Meyer 
and slash Ryan Day have taken this Ryan Day have taken this program way beyond where it was back then. And you have to remember another thing. Bo, he won a lot of Big Ten titles, but half of them were shared. Shared right. with Ohio State or shared right. with somebody who was an up-and-comer. Now you've got to win it outright. And um, so people will, I know some people say, well, Ohio State's impossible to beat. Well, Michigan State has done it. Purdue has done it. Penn State's done it. Penn State has done it. Michigan so State now, did it with a backup quarterback. Right. So now th- there's got to be a moment. There's got to be a year where Michigan says, okay, let's stop the clock. If you don't beat Ohio State this year, you're gone. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who could coach at Michigan and be successful. A ton. I, I, I just don't get it. Well, well, who else can you get? Well, you yeah. know who they could have hired? A lot. Hey, roll the boat. They could have done that. Yep, they could have done P.J. Fleck. I know Campbell's not having the greatest here at Iowa State, but I mean, Campbell's a great coach. I talked about Sonny Dykes from SMU. There's a ton of guys out there, uh, you know, that would have with the resources that Michigan would have or has would would maybe have done a better job than Harbaugh so far. So yeah. right, I, I I think the best thing Jim Harbaugh did, is he got rid of those old ass coaches and yep. brought in new blood. That new blood has put energy into that program. I, I tell you the most exciting thing from Michigan I've seen this year was uh, at Wisconsin when they were playing, uh, you know, the BC boys, whoever it was. When I saw those players jumping up and oh down, yeah, House of Pain jump around, they were going like, nuts. That's not Michigan football. No, nope, but it I was loved exciting it. to see. I was so excited to see that because that told me there's a new attitude here. The stuffy Wolverines, that's a thing of the past, and maybe that might be enough for them to beat Michigan State and to beat, uh, uh, I'm going to say, a down Ohio State this yeah. year. And um, we'll see what happens. But, you know, th- that to me says there's youth in that program. There's energy in that program. And, they, you know, they, gotta, they should have a shot this year. If you don't beat them this year, I don't know when you're going to beat them. Beautifully said. Uh, that, that jump around when they were doing that, I, I'm with you on that. I was definitely – that got me emotional. I'm like, I've never seen this before. By the way, you mentioned that Harbaugh was, you know, khaki Jesus. You are my Jesus, Terry, and it's always an honor to spend time with you. you know, Terry, you can get him on Twitter. He's a great follow on Twitter. Terry Foster, Detroit. Me and Terry, we, we'll, we'll tweet each other at like 4 or 5 in the morning sometimes because we're always up, right? Yeah, we, we want it to be a private conversation. We don't want everyone else involved, so that's why we do no, it we don't. in the morning. <laughs> Get them all. We're the only ones up, probably. Yeah, but that's why we're the best. Uh, TerryFoster.blog as well. Anything else that you can let the people know? Ways they can stay in touch with you? Because I, I, I can't get enough Terry Foster. Well, my Twitter handle was Terry Foster D E T. I switched that up. Uh, I've been doing some things, uh, mostly on Mondays and probably on some Sundays with Woodward Sports Network. So I've just been dabbling with them a little bit as mostly a guest. But, uh, you know, they let me talk and do my thing, so I've enjoyed that. So it's it's an online thing, and so I'm having fun with them. Well, it's always fun with you, my friend. I thank you so much for your time. Please follow Terry on uh, Twitter at TerryFosterDT. Look forward to talking to you again. We got some walks coming up soon. Uh, That's right. Terry, always an honor, my friend. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you for having me, and uh, it was a pleasure. You're the noblest of noblemen. That's going to do it for this edition of the Detroit CityCast. Thanks so much to Terry Foster. Give him a foul on Twitter at TerryFosterDET. Until next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach for Terry Foster. Ouch. Fire up chips. <laughs>
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.